This episode and every episode of A Beer With is recorded live in Diffuse Studios. So we just had our launch party on Saturday, so thanks to everyone who came out, um, checked it out, um, you know, came and supported that. A really cool crew of people came through and, uh, yeah, got to come and have a look at the studio. So that was really great to bring some new people into the studio and let them have a little look around uh, and check it out. So if you do want to come and have a check out of the space as well, uh, make sure you just hit up the website. It's www.diffuszedstudios.com. Uh, you can go to the contact form and get in touch. So for this episode, I've got Apollo in. It was a great chat with him. So let's run that music and get this episode underway. Hey guys, welcome back. This is another episode of A Beer With. I'm your host Jai, and today on the episode I have Apollo. Now Apollo, or Josh as his real name is, he plays at Prohibition. Uh, he's also one half of Sax Drive with Sharif. Um, so that's we talk about that in this episode. Uh, he's also the head promoter and does bookings at Prohibition, uh, which is you know in Fortitude Valley. So this was a great chat. Um, in this episode, we sat down and we talked about a lot about the music industry, uh, how he got into DJing, some some sort of stuff about DJing that maybe some people don't think about, um, and then yeah, a heap of other stuff about the Brisbane music scene, uh, music production, and uh, plenty more in there as well. Really love this chat with Josh. Um, really great info. For in there for anyone who wants to be in the music industry um, or, or wants to know more about how it all works. So let's just get straight into this one. As always, sit back, crack a beer if you have one, and enjoy the episode. This is A Beer with Apollo. Cool. Cheers for coming in. No worries, man. How was, uh, how was last night, Pro? Because I saw that you had a few things on. You you had the disco disco uh, thing that like, you know, I saw, yeah. saw some of the footage. And Tash had a feature night as well. So how, how was that? It was pretty good. Yeah, it was a little, um, it was a bit of a below average Friday, but yep. the vibe was really good inside the main room. Still full dance floor as usual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, and then the disco disco was just heaps of fun. And that, that front room could be a little hard to get people into, but just the amount of like tinsel and crap just enticed yeah. everyone in there. And That was really, that's why I saw the, the Instagram video and I was like, oh man, that's really cool. Putting like, guys be... like Rosie and Steve Meyer in there, they love playing that stuff. Yeah, all that sort and of disco was, stuff. Yeah. It was really good fun. So we'll definitely do another one again. Yeah. yeah. We tried doing it in the main room, the disco disco in the main room for all, the first time. Yeah. It was like, it got to about 1am and the kids just wanted tech house and bangers. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. So doing it in the small side room is kind of a lot, a lot of fun. So it was really cool. And it's good then because you can sort of like, you know, if you get over that banging tech house, house vibe, you can sort of you know, duck in there for a bit of yeah. disco. You know, yeah, we found that people bit. weren't really getting up and dancing too much, but the whole room, all the chairs and tables in that small room, all full. Like people were yeah. just having to like chill out and, chill out drink, and vibe. Yeah. towels. So it was like, yeah, it was really fun in there. Um, but yeah, it was a good night. It's good having like a little area like that where you can like, you know, chill out a bit and, and not be in the smokers area, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's usually like a chill out area for a lot of people because it's, you know, obviously the music's quieter out there, but it's good having a little space like that, you know, that side room. But it's, yeah, you're right. Like so many people don't know about that side room. Um, no, I, I was elusive. I was in, in pro and I messaged someone and went, oh, I mean, we're at Wall Street. And they're like, oh, okay. And it was right, it was just after lockout. And I think they went outside thinking, we're out on a street somewhere, like <laughs> called Wall Street. And, and then I was like, 
no, it's inside the club. And they're like, oh, really? Oh, it's yeah, lockout. Had, I can't get back in. And I was like, oh, shit. We've had people put Wall Street on posters and they're like, I don't know where it is. Like, yeah. It's, it's at Prohibition. Yeah. Just, that's the name of the room. Yeah. Because they used to have like, um, you know, this signed like Michael J. Fox big um, artwork thing up in there. Oh, uh, yeah. And then it was like, yeah, it was like full themed in there when it first opened. And after a year, like we had to get some of the stuff out of there just because the clientele we were getting... Um, all just a bit young yeah. and take that stuff a bit for granted and yeah. like steal it and damage it and yeah. so we were like let's let's get it out of there before yeah. before someone ruins yeah. it yeah <laughs> I can just imagine especially because it's like it, it can be quite dark in that like or in the club a lot of the time um, in general I find but I always say it's better to have like a dark club or dark dance because people are more more like you know they're more willing to dance and you know yeah. and have fun and stuff um, a little bit less yeah, keeping a club conscious keeping a club Looking pretty and nice is a never-ending battle. Yeah, there's always that. There's always those bad eggs that decide that they they want to rip off wallpaper or yeah. destroy posters and or lights and, and yeah. steal stuff from like. I've seen people those like, type of people that ruin like most venues. To be honest, all have we all have exactly the same problem. Yeah, it's usually bathrooms more than anything. Yeah, people kicking but, in toilets and shit. Like, like that. I just I've seen don't understand. Like I mean, I have like over ten years. I've never decided. Oh, hey, this toilet looks really cool. I'm going to vandalize it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, yeah, doesn't make know. any sense to me. But. Some people, man, yeah. Um, I really love that. One thing I love about Prohibition is that you guys as a venue have been, like, continually growing and trying new things and that. Like, I remember back in the day, like, still when you were there, you know, the Wall Street didn't really have much going on. Like, you didn't really have DJs in there, um, you know, outside. You didn't have all those walls to keep some of the sound in and stuff. Um, and then obviously the, the Our House comp. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's something that's, you know, as a venue, that's something you guys do really well, whereas, you know, a lot of venues, they're just, they're like, it's the same. There's no new stuff. Um, and then, yeah, like, you, you know, doing the disco um, disco nights and, and the, the local feature nights. I think that's really cool to be able to, you know, feature sort of local yeah. people. Um, We're doing a few fun things, like got like teaming up with um, Jay Berry at um, DJ Lab. Yeah, doing like student showcases there, which like gives like like six six young kids their first gig every couple months. Like they use that Wall Street room again, yeah. and they love it. And then yeah, just trying to do some different stuff. Like we're doing a trap night soon, just in that in that room as well. Yeah, I just, saw I saw that. Just like why not? There's yeah. no one really like the actual trap. It's not yeah. going to be dubstep. No, it's in a hybrid like, trap. It'll be like the pure sort of. Like, I like you know, I like the, the old like bass wobbly kind of trap. Not yeah. so much the. Uh, constant build-ups. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like 45-second build-up into yeah. a 15-second build-up. Yeah. Into like a 30-second chorus and then back to build-ups again. The drop like, is like, you know, the drop goes for like one phrase. No one on the mic yelling three, two, one, jump. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> none, of yeah. That, none of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll be, no, it'd be good. But yeah, trying to keep it fresh. We're just trying to do our thing more than anything. Like, just making sure that it's not getting stale. I think um, we're kind of moving past booking some of the like lesser known interstate acts and just trying to focus on bringing in like bigger internationals. It might not be as often as what we've been booking, so like, yeah. one or two a month. But yeah, the acts that we want to bring in are like, a lot bigger, so to yeah, speak. And, and still free. Yeah, but yeah, we're just trying to, and then but that gives more room for our residents to have features and stuff as well, and build up that yeah. team because that's probably the most important thing in the end of the day. <laughs> And um, like I've sort of been saying to a lot of people recently, I feel like Brisbane is sort of at that stage now where it's like, it's almost like it's our time. 
<laughs> there's so much um, good music and DJs and everything um, and places sort of popping up that it's sort of, yeah, it's sort of, I think it, it's ready for that. Yeah. Um, and I've always said, like, why can't we have our local guys going down and, you know, to Sydney and, and Melbourne and all these other places instead of, you know, having them come here. Like Sydney, Melbourne scenes are so different to yeah. ours. Like, I know, like, there are so many people that they tour Australia and they do what, but they struggle to get gigs in their own cities. Yeah. Just because <laughs> of the way it is. Like, mm. yeah, it's interesting. Like, Brisbane's definitely got that. Every club have a, their set residence and they get paid a certain way and that's just how it is. Where in Sydney, the rate is so much higher just because you've got a, such a huge concentration of talented producers that all want a gig, yeah. but they all want they all want three to six hundred dollars a set. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, we're here at least. You've got a really good core um, group of kids all making music, but they don't care if they're just like constantly. They just get constant gigs for yeah. ninety bucks an hour. Yeah, yeah. And it's fine. Well, yeah, in Sydney, like. I don't know. I don't know why. It's always been a thing where Brisbane people don't tend to crack it too much into state. I see them going overseas and, and yeah. making it big with their music before they even play in the state half the time. Yeah. Like you've got some exceptions. Like you've got Pool Club, like even like Stafford Brothers and stuff all from yeah. Brisbane. But yeah, most of the time they all come out of Sydney and Melbourne for some reason. And yeah. I don't, don't know why. Yeah, I think we can change that soon. <laughs> I think that'd be you got Jordan Burns and Noy at the moment. Yeah, doing really yeah, well. Yeah, they're killing it. And I mean, low down, low down, down. Paul. He's he's oh, mob. So it is kind of yeah. Brisbane's having a good little run at the moment. Yeah, that's what I that's what I mean. Like, um, so yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah, really good vibes at the moment with everyone in Brisbane. Um, I wanted to ask about your DJ name, Apollo. Yeah, what's where's that from? Because I've sort of racked my brain. It's like what that. You know, is it um, something to do with space or something like that? No, or, or so my a, whole... A Greek god or something? <laughs> my whole... Yeah, you nailed it. My whole, <laughs> my whole mum's side of the family are all Greek. Okay. Um, and so I was just trying to look for a cool... Just a cool name. I couldn't really think of too much. And then, like, I've got a, a bunch of Greek mythology tattoos. Yep. And I wanted to get Apollo. But, like, all my tattoos are kind of... Um, the sketches of like the actual statues of the people, like, oh, cool. like of yeah. Zeus, like the Zeus's head bust in France, and that's on my forearm and stuff. Yeah, and I was trying to look for an Apollo one, but they were all a bit lame and they just didn't fit where I needed it to go. Yeah, but then, yeah, that and Apollo's, yeah, the god of music, and yeah, and I was like, nah, that's that's pretty fun. I yeah, just went with that. Unfortunately, there's about a million Apollos out there. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's like if you want to call yourself Danny, yeah, yeah, it's just like, and so many. So that's been the only trouble having them, that name is, yeah. is getting the right handles and stuff on Facebook and social yeah, media, which yeah. is all important. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, no, that's where the name comes from. It's just Greek mythology and yeah. stuff. I just thought it was a cool name. It has no super connection to me, but yeah. Yeah, it was, um, it was still got, Like you said, with the tattoos and stuff, that's still... First few posters I ever got. First few posters I ever got at Prohibition. Um, I remember Wall was designing it and... Um, he, it was all space themed. Oh, really? And yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll, I'll run with that for a bit. Yeah. And then now it's, now to be honest, there's not really a lot of branding. I've been pretty, the club's kind of taken over my life, so I haven't really been able to do too much. Like the last thing I've done with Apollo was that track with Mark. Yep. Which was really cool, but we haven't, neither of us have had any time to sit down and even plan a, a, a sequel. Yeah, yeah. To follow that. up. Yeah, follow, follow up. up single. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I've got my new laptop now and Logic, yeah. so I'm really happy to like finally be able to start jumping back and making some tunes again. It's, yeah, it's been a while since I've had it on my computer. Usually, I'll go to Mark's place and yeah. we'll sit down together and anytime one of my tracks. 
where now it's like I'm just gonna be able to do it all on my own. Yeah. I'm going back going on a holiday to Singapore and I've got plenty of playing time and yeah, time to just sit there and fuck around. Yeah, I find sometimes it's really cool with production too when you can like write or just play around in different places like that. Like, yeah. you know, like on a plane, like, you know, and then you know, if you're going over to I feel like, um, I feel like a lot of people do it on the plane because you've got nowhere to go. There's mm-hmm. no distractions. You literally have got six hours to just be like yeah. crap. What can I get done in six hours? And that's if your battery and, and lasts that long. Yeah, <laughs> and the time flight. Yeah, why can't? Why can't you charge your like? Why isn't there powerpoints? Yeah, like come on. Like, I don't understand. We've sorted out Wi-Fi on a plane. Why can't we just have like yeah. PowerPoint? I don't care if you have to pay fifty dollars extra on a ticket. I will yeah. pay that every time. Yeah, to yeah. To be able to charge my laptop. Yeah, because I think I get like probably an I think hour. Qantas do hour or two. Yeah. There's yeah. there's some planes that I know that they do. Yeah. I think when I went to America, the one of the planes had a um. Had power, power adapters. You just had to ask them for an adapter. Yeah, it's like yeah. they probably got it in first class. It's like they probably it's twelve hour flight though. I was going to sleep yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So how did um how did the track with Apollo like come together? Did that happen quickly with Mark? Um, yeah, yeah Mark, we made that. We may we sat down. You have to go up to Pridgen Springs where he's from, and yeah. uh, we sat down and started at about ten a.m. and pretty much had a full rough. Pretty much full track, all like demo done within the day by about yeah. three pm, and then and then after that it was just um, sending it back and forth and writing notes and where we wanted to. Yeah, Mark kept making the acid line cleaner and cleaner. And I yeah, was just like no. <laughs> and then um, but the way the way it finished, the way it sounded when it was finished and got mastered was just amazing. Yeah, and I love the remixes with um, Condo, Austin Groove, Color Castle. Yeah, really good pack. Um, so yeah, oh. It's my my first release under that name, and it got to number six. Mm. And I was absolutely blown away. That's what I was gonna say. We, it got six was where it, yeah, like, six is the highest. Yeah. I think it's I don't even know where it's sitting now. I think it's like thirteen now or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely blown away yeah, that's by that. Sick. And so yeah, I got to kind of follow it up. I guess. Keep yeah, that's it. Yeah, you can't. It might be a little. Can't, might can't be a little off. while, but keep yeah. people waiting. You know. Yeah. And then what about Sax Drive? Because I, I came and saw you guys play the other week when you had the feature. Yeah. Um, which was really cool, but. I want to know a bit about, like, do you guys, obviously, um, Sharif has been, um, he plays there all the time. Um, So was that something that you guys just decided, oh, we should just make this a thing or, like, after playing, you know, together for a bit? And so do you actually do any rehearsal or plan things or is it just literally, like, Um, because obviously he's a phenomenal sax player and can just sort of riff off whatever. Yeah, I find find he plays, we play better together when it's not rehearsed. Um, Yeah. We have, yeah, we used to play together. So I always used to do that 9 or 12 in the main room every Saturday. And yeah. he would play 11 to 1. So we were literally playing together every weekend. Anytime, sometimes he needed a DJ for a gig somewhere else, um, I would be the, usually to be the one that would help him out with that. And then um, and we just share a Dropbox playlist with all the tracks that we uh, yeah. do like to play all together. Excuse me. Uh, just so we can... Um, just so he can listen and, and rehearse a little bit. I think yeah. he rehearses more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I literally just like put a playlist together. I'm like, oh, these are the ones I'm thinking about these playing tonight. Ones. And he's like, all right, cool. And then, yeah. um, but then, yeah, save for our Splendor set and features and stuff, we might get together for an hour, a couple yeah. of days beforehand and just have a jam and yeah. figure out what works well and what doesn't. Yeah. But we've been playing together for so long at Prohibition that we know exactly what songs to play. Yeah. It's not too hard. Um, we just try to provide a fun little... It's not always four four. 
yeah. something bit of fun. Like I always throw like rudimental and just random stuff in there. Yeah, and it's always there's yeah. a bit of break beat in there. I remember something. Yeah, little, yeah. There'll little be another sax tape coming out in a sec. Oh, I yeah, just cool. finished editing it. And, yeah, um, sweet. That's with a that's with a break strap in there. Yeah, sick. Yeah, it's like house is fun, but if, it, if it's like six hours, yeah, like every every hour or so, you just break it up or something. Well, that's the, cr- the crowd love it, and then go back to house. Yeah, but yeah, you got to break it up, otherwise crowd just get bored. Yeah, well, that's how like breaks started getting popular and why they started calling it breakbeat is because it was like house DJs started, you know, throwing a couple in their sets to exactly what you said, to break it up yeah. from the floor to the floor all the time. And I wish people would do it more often. Yeah, it's like, needed. And like, you get a lot of inter- international guys come over and they have that like European style where it's just like 32 bars and then a hi-hat comes in and everyone's meant to lose it and there's like a snare and you're like, whoa, and yeah. like... And this is over three minutes. You're like, it's very like, just yeah, long pretty, and boring. Where I find Australia is definitely like, nah, every, it needs to change constantly. Yeah. Everything needs to do. The crowd get bored real quick. Yeah. They're really receptive to most things. Like they don't they they like a bit of everything. Like you can go from techno to dubstep to trap to whatever in the same set and people will probably love it. Yeah. But yeah, you can't just be boring. Like yeah. and I find that European stuff like that European like Ibiza style yeah, yeah. set. Where it's like this long progressive climb over the night. Yeah. Just doesn't really work yeah. here very well. Yeah, I remember there used to be when I first started DJing, they used to talk about um they used to call it rotating the bar or rotating the dance floor. And so you like, you know, in a set you would go up and then you bring it back and you go up and bring it back. Yeah. So, you know, the people who are dancing, you know, they'll be, Oh yeah, this is great and then it drops and they're sort of like, Oh, I'm gonna go get a drink and they'll go get a drink. And then maybe you play something cool that's a bit more chill and someone else that's sitting down goes, oh, yeah, I like this. Yeah. And then you bring I it did, up and you bring them on, you know? Like I didn't so. learn I didn't learn that for a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've been DJing for a while. I didn't learn that for till a few years ago. And our old friend, uh, Wall, who's now in yeah. London, but, yeah, he taught me a lot. And, um, yeah, he always used to, yeah, he told me about, like, just going in waves and yeah. just, like, don't, doesn't bother, don't mind if you lose like a third of your floor for yeah. a little bit. If you play probably a get a song, drink. <laughs> you're probably going to go for a smoke, go yeah. for a little break, have a drink, come back to the dance floor because yeah. they loved it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, every now and then, like everyone freaks out le- losing a little bit of the dance floor. Yeah. Every now, it's quite healthy. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're not going to stick around all night. And yeah. we found that when, I think it was like the Mecca after party, we had uh, Drezzo. Yeah. It was just like an hour and a half, just like absolute belters. <laughs> yeah. And it got to an hour in, the crowd, you could just see them physically exhausted and tired yeah. and then they all left and there was like hardly anyone towards yeah. the end of his set and I'm like yeah he needed to like you need to give people a break every now and again yeah and it wasn't on him he it was been a long day for yeah. him and for the crowd because they were yeah like yeah there. that's true but yeah. I was just like yeah that's what happens yeah but yeah it's the same thing at pro like if you if you just smash him for two hours like they're probably going to leave. They're yeah. just, they're done now. That's it. They're, yeah. Where if you're like, yeah. oh, we've had our dance. Yeah. I'm tired. I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose the only time you can really do that is like sort of near the end of the night in a closing set, you know? Oh yeah. You want people to go home at the end. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're like, well, we're not selling alcohol. <laughs> we're just paying people. Like, yeah. Um, obviously you want to keep people for a bit, but yeah, that's, um, yeah, it's interesting. Some of that's shocking. Anyway, man. Um, yeah. So, when did you, let's talk about how you got started in music then, because you said, you know, you said you, you didn't sort of learn that particular thing till a little bit ago, but when, when did you start, um, sort of what got you into it, what, how did that happen for you? Um, 
I was about like 19. Oh, I was like 16 and I start, I got Audacity on my laptop. <laughs> Good old Audacity. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. best. And then um, I just like chop, chop out boring bits of songs and just make condensed edits of stuff. Yeah. And then um, went from that, literally went to Bandcamp and just started trying to make songs in Bandcamp. And yeah. then after a while then moved into Logic. And that was all, yeah, between... I was like, yeah, 18, 18 or so. Yeah. Going under like, we had like Dirty Clouds. That was fun. That was just like, we had a couple of releases, but it was mainly just making edits. And Who? Was that just stuff. you or was it? Me and um, Clifton. I was going to ask about Clifton, how you knew him. Yeah. Um, so you guys linked up sort of like pretty uh, early on then. Yeah, I was 18. That's how I started learning how to mix. Um, yeah. Well, his housemate used to like, he had this little room with like decks and stuff, like old um, 1000 MK3s. Yeah. Which is like, I'd never used them before I went over his house. Yeah. I, I learnt on these like Denons with like plastic Q buttons. Yeah. It was just absolute nightmare. Um, and then going from that to having like M- like 1000s with like yeah. a Q button that was like super responsive. Yeah. It was just like mixing on them was just so easy. Yeah. And um, compared anyway. And then, yeah. um, and so I was just going over their house like at least once or twice a week, yeah. constantly going over. And then I found myself, instead of hanging out with Clifton's housemate who kept inviting me over, it was pretty much just me and Cliff hanging out. Yeah. And then I ended up moving into that house. And then, yeah, the rest is history, I guess. We just started doing a duo thing. And then yeah. um, after a DJ comp, we just, like, I've, I got a residency out of the comp and then asked if my friend could join me. Like, it was like six hours playing at Electric Playground outside, playing oh, Tech House. And I was like... Do you mind if I have yeah. a friend play with me? Like, we'll have the money. And he's like, yeah, sweet. And yeah. then, yeah, that's how Dirty Cloud six started. Hours, six hours a long time. Six <laughs> years later. We we did it for a long while. We had a blog going for a bit. And then, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, now Cliff's in Melbourne. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think that's the point where we were DJing full time. And, like, Dirty Clouds wasn't really getting pushed too hard. Like, we were just, we were playing it, like, you know, 10 different venues over over four days every weekend yeah. making pretty good money but we were like probably make better money if we just went solo yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and then and then the venues that he was at but I wasn't we kind of just like um, yeah yeah had a bit of a monopoly on on every venue to, to, to a point like we were playing yeah. we've played pretty much everywhere yeah um, wherever Cliff could get me into I, yeah or vice versa yeah and then yeah now he's in Melbourne playing down there yeah she's going pretty well so yeah, sick. Yeah, fun. I, because I, um, I met Clifton when he was playing at Family because I was like head promoting there for a bit with, um, with George, and then, um, yeah, it was it was funny. Like I didn't realize you guys even knew each other at all until I saw like an old photo that you shared. Yeah. He had like a big fro and stuff. Yeah, we've, we've <laughs> been we've been best friends for yeah about 10, 10, 11 years. Yeah, eleven years now. So yeah, now he's coming back up to visit next month, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. So um yeah, and I think he's playing a gig out in Byron. I'm not sure. Yeah, I won't plug it for him. I have no idea where it is. Yeah. But I know it's on like last week of October. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So that so you started those. How important are those like really long sets when you like start out? What do you think about that? Like, cause I remember I used to play six hour sets and we stuff used to get and... in trouble because more people <laughs> would be outside than inside. Yeah. And we were just playing tech house like the. Not like the grindy stuff today. It was more like that yeah. round table nights and um, Reva Star back in the day and stuff. Yeah. Where it was, it's like it was like 
house mixed with folk music. It was weird. Like you remember, yeah. like tech house was just it was weird. Yeah, that's all it was. It was like, um, and we just played that constantly. And then, yeah, but playing that long to a, to really not not really trying to form a dance floor. It was just like providing outdoor outside music. Yeah, you learn a lot just from doing those gigs constantly. Yeah, more than because there were times when we started playing GPO and like <laughs> we. We were just young and stupid, and we were just like, yeah, let's play all the songs that we like, and just be clearing dance floors, yeah. like, all the time. And, and, like, we thought we were playing cool stuff, and it was the patrons that were shit. Yeah. Um, but no. And then, you, yeah, you learn over <laughs> you learn over the course. I, I feel like DJing isn't something you, you don't really get taught much. You have to learn from everything. On the job. Yeah. yeah. Like, etiquette, you don't really learn from people. Yeah. You, you learn etiquette from being yelled at for doing something wrong. Yeah. And it's something that we've tried at Prohibition to kind of teach all the residents, like, arrive early for your set. Yeah. Don't mix out of other people's songs too early. Just like you know, little, little things yeah. that just drive That's the worst. Nuts. <laughs> I always, when someone, whenever I'm back-to-backing with someone or like playing, I'm always like, let it play till there. Make sure it yeah. plays till there. You can mix Sh- in there. Like, you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. The should. other person, yeah, the other person should be like, oh, do you mind just leaving it to here? Yeah. But yeah, there, there are some, some DJs we play back-to-back and it's very exhausting. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's just that etiquette, and you don't really want to yell at them. You like yeah. you end up just going, "Oh, do you want to go like two for two? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just so you don't have to deal with it as often. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes that works better anyway. You get to have a little bit of a vibe. You might have two songs that work yeah, really you can well. A, and... You can go for a cigarette. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> no, good. Um, so yeah, Will Clark coming up. That's a pretty big booking. Yeah. That's going to be mm. pretty good night. What uh, what date is it? It's November the first of November. 1st. Yeah. yeah, it's a big weekend that weekend. Yeah, what what's what so else? So Thursday, Thursday you've got um, it's Halloween. And we'll have our big um, oh, yeah. Halloween night at the club. Sure. Plus, it's Chemical Brothers night. Oh yes, that's so right. So that's gonna be absolutely fantastic. Um, and then yeah, the next day we'll have Will Clark. Um, and then I don't know what we have on the set. Oh, Saturday, and then the Saturday after that is Day of the Dead, and we're doing yeah. like a full theme for that, which will be really fun. Yeah. So there, that weekend's gonna be pretty intense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Will Clark, I'm looking forward to. It'd be a different act for us, especially yeah, just his just his style is, is yeah, it's definitely unique in a way. Yeah, it's like almost some stuff's almost techno sounding, but still I just like, can't wait. tech house. I like, just can't wait stuff. to hear what it sounds like in, in that main room. Yeah, it's gonna be on, so good. on the function. Hope he doesn't. Hope he doesn't blow my booth monitors or anything. Yeah, well, <laughs> like I've seen, like the booth monitors, you don't even need to turn them on. Like they, you don't even need them. I barely there. use them. Like you just need like a little uh, touch after of it. after like midnight, it's so loud in there that you don't you don't need it. And there's no delay. Yeah. Every now and again, just if you want to just like you know, bask in your own, yeah, get a real big vibe of it. Yeah. Most of the time, yeah, I'd leave it. But any international act that we've ever had, they blossom constantly. I don't know how are they wearing earplugs or something as well? Because no. I think it's all about like I guess it's coming from I think if they're playing on big stages and stuff, or they're playing at some clubs where there is always usually a, a bit of. Um, there's always some delay or yeah, reverb the, or something. Yeah. And so I think that after touring the world, look, they're probably very used to just having it right there. The the booth monitors need to be the loudest thing. That's all they yeah. need. That's all I need to hear. Yeah. They don't care what's happening out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And sometimes at big festivals and that out there is like thirty meters away, you know, yeah. off the stage yeah, and exactly. the punter barrier and security and stuff. Yeah. And the delay's like a second, which is, yeah. doesn't sound like much, but it's really That's annoying. Heaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's exhausting. Um, but then, I don't know, I'm really looking forward to Will Clark. And then 
November should be fun. We've got um, Ilias and Barrientos coming back again. Yeah, that'll be sick. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah, they were by far my, my favourite thing last year. I remember you, I remember, February. I think it was after the um, the meeting for our house when we were outside in the smokers and you were like, oh, they're my favourite tech house act, like, yeah. of last year. or the They kill it every time. Yeah. They're just really nice, genuine guys. They love Glasgow. Like, as much as I love Brisbane, so it was kind of nice. And just talk football and drinking with them. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And, of course, their tunes are incredible and their set was awesome. Yeah. So, um, and it was it was an interesting time when they played the first time because it was, like, the week after Defected. So we were, like, we didn't really know how it was going to go. Yeah. Um, but, no, it was incredible. So I'm really excited to have them back again. And then, yeah, I got some other cool acts coming. Yes, yeah. there's, there's a few. Yeah, yeah. There's always we, we can we can run them down later. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I really like artists like 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 those guys who sort of they play some or they've got some tunes that they've done sort of like remakes or like you know of sort of older tunes, which I think works really well at Prohibition. You know, like there's yeah. a lot of the times like um you know Tech House remixes of old stuff seem to work really well there and that. Um, so I love when guys sort of do that, but then they've also got, you know, their original stuff, obviously, which is, you know, it goes really good. Squeak um, by Scream a lot. That song is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, you try not to, I feel like, I, I guess it's always been in-house because everyone's doing covers of everything. Yeah. I think it gets pretty draining after a while, but it's an easy way to like play something that the crowd will kind of recognize, but still have a new bit of a, a new sound to it. Yeah. Rather than, yeah, just playing classics over and over again yeah and rosie was saying um she's like oh yeah you really like when she plays there she's got to like sandwich um like songs that she wants people to hear um you know cool cool tunes that maybe no one knows them two for them one for you yeah yeah yeah. sort of thing yeah and sort of like sandwich them in between so that you can if you play two two tracks and they go ballistic you've got i don't know i reckon you've got 10 15 minutes you can kind of experiment with until they until they start crying out for something that they know yeah yeah and you just yeah and i think it's it's one thing I kind of think we do very well yeah. at, at Pro. Like, everyone's pretty on the ball with um, with how to read the crowd and, and yeah. what to do, especially the crowd that we get, because it's all free entry. So yeah. a lot of the kids that go in there, 80% of them won't even know who's playing. Yeah. They don't care. Like, yeah. we've done competitions where we ask, like, surveys and stuff, and their favourite yeah. thing about the venue is, like, the lights and the music, they like the vibe. So I'm like, yeah. sometimes... it. So we kind of started thinking, like, right, well, let's provide these really good acts and DJs for free and almost like educate them on like, this is who this is. Yeah. It, like that's one thing I really love too, is like, it's, you know, that free thing. And it's, it's like you said, it's educating people about like good acts, but they might not, might not know at all who the person is yeah. and they're just coming because they love the venue. And then, um, you know, and oh, does mean we sometimes, who are, are they? does like, mean we're sometimes limited to what we can book. Yeah. They've got, to, they've got yeah. to kind of be within our, within our sound. A little bit. That's why Will Clark's going to be quite interesting. Yeah. Like, we do play that stuff. It's usually quite late. Um, yeah. But, um, but some of his new stuff I've heard is, yeah, it's very much more techno. But he's inspired. got that. He's got he's like Nora and Pure when we get her. Like, yeah. we don't really play her stuff that much, but whenever she comes out, it, it absolutely goes off. It's yeah. Some, I love listening to the most mellow deep house at like 2 a.m. and the entire dance floor is going mental. It's, yeah. it's the weirdest vibe I've ever had. We've This will be our third year back, I think. Yeah. And yeah, I'm really excited. That's not till that's not for a little while. It's not even confirmed yet, to be honest. But, but <laughs> there you go, she's coming back soon. Yeah. <laughs> but like, look, one if she's there. back in Australia where we want it. Yeah. yeah. All, every time. She is she's yeah. incredible. And then and I hope even if we don't get it that someone in Brisbane does, because I'll yeah. be there. 
she, yeah, she's she's fantastic. And then um, trying to think, what else got come? Oh, the the closest one would be uh, Ridden, or whoever else, you, uh, however you pronounce that. Yeah, I don't even yeah. know how it's pronounced. Yeah, everyone knows who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, what date's that? Fourth of October. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's playing a gig down the Gold Coast, and then quickly jumping in the car. And, yeah. And come to play up at Pro. Yeah. So yeah, he's got. I think he's. He'll be at Listen Out first. Um, yeah. Gotta make sure I plug that because. Yeah, yeah, he'd be at Listen Out first, which is really cool, and then, and then, then, and then, uh, I've got. I think the following week we've got Jackie, and Beth Yen after that as well. Yeah. So I love having Beth back. She's yeah. the queen. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's really cool that um. You know, it's free entry, which, like you said, like then people who like. Whoever that artist is would just be like, fuck yeah, that's where I'm going to go. But, you know, like they don't even have to think about, it's not even a question like, oh, should I go or should I not go? It's like, man, it's, it's, it's free. It's free. Just rock up. If you don't know? like it, you can leave. Yeah, yeah, just rock just up. Spend some money at the It costs bar. you nothing. Yeah. <laughs> buy one, buy a beer at least. Yeah. Like, you know, like. Um, that's it. It should be a rule. You can't request a song unless you bought a bloody drink. Yeah. <laughs> should be like, what do they say with comedy clubs? It's like a two drink minimum or whatever. You gotta, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it gets to be like that. Like, especially when you play opens, like, you play at nine, you get, there's always a bloody hens party that come in at like nine thirty, yeah. and they think they own the place. They yeah. come up and request songs, and I'm like, none of you have bought a drink yet. I'm not even going to listen to you. Yeah. And then you don't really listen to them when they come up again anyway. But yeah, one of my classics is, like, classic lines is, Oh, I love that song. I just I don't have it here with me. Like yeah. I've got it. I've got it at home on my computer, but it's not on my USB. Sorry. Like oh, if I had it, I'd play it. <laughs> and they're like, oh, really? Oh, you got an ox cord? <laughs> you got an ox cord? Nah, this is it. Hey. <laughs> nah. Uh, my favorite one was last week, and I got asked to play Tech House whilst playing Tech House. That was pretty. Funny. Yeah, that's what I was like. Have you heard of this thing called Tech House? I'm like, yes. Currently playing some. Just, oh. <laughs> yeah. She'd just be like, no. What is it? <laughs> What is it? Let her try and explain it to you. (laughs) My favourite memory, and I got into a lot of trouble, was I was out in the garden bar on a Thursday night. Yeah. And this chick just, like, wanted the song, and I was just like, nah, sorry. Like, we're playing house. She just wanted hip-hop. And I was like, go inside for that. Like, on a Thursday night, we play party inside. Yeah. Go inside. She's like, nah, nah, and just started calling me shit and just saying, like, F you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if I just hadn't had a cigarette for a while. I was just very cranky. Yeah. And I just grabbed the rest of my cider <laughs> and just went and just, sorry, it's not very uh, audio friendly. Yeah. Uh, I threw my drink at her. Yeah. Like, like sp- went to go splash, but I had, I tilted my bottle at the most perfect angle that all of the liquid came out. <laughs> like all just, of the liquid yeah, came out. Just it wasn't just like a, a flick of the beer and it came up the top. Like it all came out of the bottle. Yeah. All over just the her. money shot. No, oh, it was. <laughs> it felt amazing. Yeah. Um, and she just went like, did the shock face, went to the bar to go complain, but then didn't complain. Yeah. Because I was like, what are you gonna say? Yeah. You're like absolutely abusing me uh, <laughs> from the other side of the booth, yeah, and yeah. then I get angry and splash you with yeah. some drink. It was a lot of drink, but it yeah. was like. <laughs> but then yeah, you were then quite she, chuffed at that too. Then, <laughs> yeah, she left. But then yeah, later on I was like, oh, we might we might get a complaint. Um, yeah. yeah, I did I did some bad things. Yeah, and then they were like, what'd you do? I'm like, ah, told the story, and they're like, yeah, yeah, it happens. It was yeah. Uh, it, I had so much adrenaline after that. I never felt so good. I don't advise doing that to people, but yeah, yeah. that's that's probably the worst thing I've done 
when someone's requested a song. Yeah. <laughs> almost drown them. Yeah. I remember you saying that you've been loving Dirty Bird and that, like, just the real weird sort of tunes lately. Um, always. Ha- yeah, always. Yeah. I've always loved them. Just, yeah. I just love anything. I loved anything unique. Unique yeah. and a bit different. Like, you know, there's labels like Sound Pellegrino out of France and Ed Banger and, yeah, Dirty Bird. Um, I'm just trying to think of some other ones that boys, boys enjoyed. Yeah. Um, no, that'll do for now. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've always liked that kind of something just unique. Yeah. That, that's not the same. Man, like, they're, I getting, find, they're getting weird at the moment. Like, I find, bird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I listen to the podcast every week. It's yeah. some absolute belters. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Um, excuse me. But then, um, but yeah, no, Dirty Bird's been, been killing it. I'm always a fan. So whenever their artists come to town, usually if it's it's a viable for us and we yeah. can pull it off, we will. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Will Clark. But, like, I don't know why Claude Van Stroke hasn't come to Australia in a while. I'm waiting for that. Yeah. Well, he's, I remember he's, he's been, a, like, it's been a little while, but Last usually he's played TBC. TBC. Yeah, yeah. That was a couple of years there. ago now. 40 um, bucks. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, man. That was expensive. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I still paid it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's worth it, but I'm like, I'm hoping next time we play in a bit of a bigger venue and it yeah. can either be free or uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. or at least like 10, 20 bucks, even 25. He'd be all right at the Met. Yeah. Or like, or, or us, or yeah, just somewhere a bit bigger. Yeah. I think wherever he goes, it should be a good sound system, though. Like, you know, yeah, TBC sound about... system's not too bad. Like, yeah. Well, I, they've got function they've ones. They've got function ones yeah. like we do, and it, and it sounds really good down there. I just felt like. It just needed to be a bit bigger. Yeah. It's a bigger room. Like, he's he's massive. He could fill, yeah. he could fill twice the size of that place. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that, that night did sell out. Yeah. Or if it didn't, it was probably because it was $40. But, um, no, that was a good night. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. And I hope he comes back soon. He's releasing tracks. He's had a new one come out with Green Velvet. And, yeah. Um, he just released a music out. video the other day. Yeah, yeah. Always. And then, yeah, the rest of the label's doing really well. Apparently, like... The biggest draw card is um, a lot of artists that start releasing stuff on Dirty Bird end up getting good contracts with like Warner and Sony and stuff because yeah, they yeah. really keep an eye on them. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, they've been yeah they've been maintaining and always always consistent. I saw someone talk about Dirty Bird and they said that um, to them Dirty Bird and I agree is like the the R and D of house music. It's like the research and development. Division, yeah. you know, like they experiment and like try these crazy metal. things, yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, I, I remember hearing that and I thought, oh, that's a great way to talk about Dirty Bird. Yeah. You're never going to get your first release on there, though. Yeah. But they're there, they're, they're kind of, yeah, well, look at Fisher, for instance, like he obviously had been doing really well stuff with Cut Snake, but then, yeah, got onto the Dirty Bird label and, yeah, really got it, he's really launched it a bit, and then, yeah. Yeah, obviously he had to start his own label to make the most money, but... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, he's, he's, business, yeah. he's a businessman. It's smart, yeah, of course. Well, someone he knows is a businessman. Yeah, yeah. He's got the right people around. I always say, man, it must be so hard to be his missus, though. Like, just seeing all the shenanigans he gets up to <laughs> and how much shit, like, he gives her and that. Well, I think he'd probably, he'd probably tune it out after a while. Yeah. If that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I unfollowed a while ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't take it. I yeah, like it. It's pretty, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. intense. It's fun, but I'm like, just every day, it's like a Monday night, I'm chilling on the couch, and it's just like, yeah! And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, one thing I really <laughs> liked, one thing I really liked about, um, that is, uh, like, new tune, Your Little Beauty, um, is that now, because that sample's been around for 
The it's the most, ever. It's the most sampled song in, in almost, almost... But the thing is, now you can... It's, I think... I'm not sure if it's that song or Arm and Break. Yeah. Arm and Break or, yeah, Love Sensation. Yeah. is the most sampled songs in history. Well, that's the thing. Now you can play, like, old We played the original or... song at the Disco Disco last night. Yeah, and yeah. I was like... I was counting how many different songs I'd heard using, like, different snippets out of the vocal. Yeah. Yeah, but like, now you can play like all those other remixes of that tune because there's so many, like you said, yeah, there's so many tunes out there um, that now you can play them and people go, oh, I kind of know this, but it Mark, can be a totally different vibe. The Mark Maxwell uh, edit of Your Little Beauty is the best. Yeah? Yeah. It's, I don't it's, think I've heard I it. I don't yet. think you can get it anymore. It got, uh, it yeah. got, it got removed yeah. for copyright, but I'm like... I don't think I've heard it. I'll have to... Have it's to real re- disco in. Oh, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I love that. That's sick. Um, so, yeah, what... Where are you from originally? Are Brisbane. you from here? Brisbane. You're a Brizzy yeah. boy? Yeah. Northside. Br- uh, Northside. Ooh. Live in... Uh, <laughs> I'm not even from here. Northside <laughs> is I was the best born thing. here, but I grew up grew up in Cairns, so... Northside I don't really have best. any turf. Um, yeah, I grew up in Nunda, um, which is a great little area. It, my, the area that I lived in in Nunda was fine when I was little. I know, like, there's the other side of the tracks kind of thing. <laughs> Isn't that always in so many very, places? Yeah, but was, it was really split because you had one side, like, Wavell Heights side, that was... There were all families and, like, newlyweds kind of moving in. That area was getting a bit gentrified. And, and then... But you had the other side, like, anywhere past the Woolworths towards Virginia, which was, like, a lot of housing commission, all that kind of stuff. I was... Fortunate enough to live on the on the nice side. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, my parents split and decided mum was gonna move to Bribey Island. So I lived up there for a while. Yeah. And then um and then yeah, I've slowly worked my way back. And, um, <laughs> slowly. Yeah, well I went to Kalanga and then I was living in um and then Kedron and Stafford and then Wilston and then the Valley and then now I'm at Paddington. Yeah. So I've always been on the north side. South side yeah. is like a whole other world to me. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. Like, yeah. if I'm anywhere past Wool and Gabba, like where we are now, yeah. fucks me what's out that way. Yeah, yeah. It's just like here and then Gold Coast. I <laughs> don't know what's in between. I think there's like Carindale in there somewhere. Yeah, that's where I live. Wherever the, sho- <laughs> wherever the shopping centers are. Yeah, Carindale shops. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Indro. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it's technically Indropilly's on the north side, I think. Yeah, I think it's like north west. of the Indra is west. I know. I usually just like get the city and then just draw a line straight across. Straight across. (laughs) From east to west. You're like, bang, that's north and south. (laughs) So like growing up, did you do any music or have any interest in music or anything Um, like that? I had this weird thing when I went to like house parties at high school that I would just like take over the computer or the iPod or whatever the hell was on. You were one of those people. The playlist, the playlist Nazi. Yeah, my, my go-to was the, uh, in high school, was the Step Up 1 soundtrack, which is fantastic. Step Up! <laughs> oh, that was a classic. There's so many yeah. good songs in there that were just awesome for our party. And then, um, actually, there's a tune on there I've been meaning to, um, like, do a remix of that you've just re-reminded me yeah, of. There's so I remember from, the, from it, yeah, and I'm like, so oh, many good ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then, I don't know, I, I didn't really, didn't really, like think about DJing or doing anything in high school and I had mates that like like um I went to school with Morgan Baker and yeah man we go like in computer class and I could see all those that his group of friends and everything on Beatport and stuff and listen to the music and I was like <laughs> computer I, I class. Ne- I'd never really listen to dance music then like I was a bit of a metalhead then yeah like I 
Like my first festival was like Sounds of Spring, which I think turned into Soundwave. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I didn't really get into dance music too much yet until I was like 18. I yeah. went to, I think, oh, I went out to Birdies. It's my first club. Yeah. Went everyone to, but then I went to Mono. Oh, the Mono. And it was the, that place, man. It was the, it was the night that Crookers were playing there. Oh. <laughs> and I just fell in love straight away. I was like, what is this? How, could how you do not? I have it every weekend? How could you not? Yeah, Crookers that, at, at the Mono? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was fantastic. That would have been awesome. And then, um, yeah, and then just loved it ever since. But, uh, yeah, I did kind of fall. I was a lot more, yeah, I was a big fan of, like, Buddy Beatroots, Crookers, Justice, yeah. all that, that just podcast that, days. That, that. 2007, 2008. Yeah, 2009, that, that yeah. whole vibe. That busy, whole, busy yeah. P. Back when the Ministry Steve albums. Steve was doing okay. Back when the Ministry of Sound albums were, like, just fire. Yeah. You know, like, every one, song one was, love, like, one love, one love CDs. One Love with CDs, With, like, Acid yeah. Jackson, a few. Yeah. Yeah, Barbie Moore. Yeah, that was, oh, it was a good time. Um. And that's what we used to play. And that's what we used to play out, just like that hard electro. So we always got closers. Yeah. But we always just went a bit too hard. <laughs> <laughs> just full hard electro. Yeah, I used to love that stuff. That's when I started. Because I started about, yeah, 08, I think. I think it's actually 10 years um, since I played my first uh, gig just recently. So, um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, back in the day, those tunes, like Justice and, and like, you know, and Daft Punk was still, like, massive. Like, just... Just absolutely, like that French, French electro was yeah, just like massive. It was awesome. And I've always been a big, like, and for some Voice reason, noise, like. After that kind of got me in a bit of disco when I started getting into like Breakbot and, um. Yeah. Serum, Serum, Masu, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. Um, and then, but then I really started getting into the techno and like boys noise records and stuff. Oh, boys noise. It was just a great time. You know, Bloghouse. You yeah. never paid for music. You just kind of went on whatever blogs that were going on. Yeah. Chemical, I remember... Chemical Jump and... Uh, do you remember there used to be a website, it's not around anymore, called elbow.ws. So it was like elbows, but with a dot between yeah, the Yeah, I think so. And it was a, it was a blog, um, like, search aggregator. So you could type in, like, a track you, you liked, and it would show you all the blogs that have, like, got it on there. And the great thing about that was you could go to that blog, and if... It's got that tune that you like. It's probably yeah. going to have a heap of other tunes too. So like. I used to find That's, a lot of blogs. Exactly. That's yeah. how I used to get a lot of traffic to mine when I ran it. Was yeah, yeah, like elbows and stuff. Like oh, yeah. always very handy. And then every every blog would have a link roll at the, in the bottom corner with all their other friends. Because it was like it was yeah. almost like a community. Yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't in Brisbane. There were only two blogs in Brisbane. And it was like ours, and it was like Fridge Jet, which turned into your friend's house, which is very popular. Yeah. But they kind of went away from the music and went towards like. It was like satire articles and like yeah like, yeah I, I can't even remember what they used to do yeah it was definitely not too much music and that was fine and then we had that gap for a while but yeah that's how we used to get what did you do it's kicking beers over um <laughs> well, yeah we had to um yeah and they just kind of the blogs blogs just started dying out yeah and then I suppose just, now you got Spotify and all that like it's yeah, I don't even use Spotify yeah no I'm an Apple Music fan Apple Music. Oh man, really? I already already know what I want, and so I just like discography's there. Yeah, I know. I got it like six months free when I went with like yeah. Telstra, and then that's how they get it, you. It, man. It, it, Once it, you're locked in, you're locked in. You know, and it's really good. They have a lot of stuff on there. Yeah, where I feel like Spotify, the the whole, um, I think it's just the app itself. I don't like. Yeah, I don't like how like 
just don't like the fact that like, if I go on Apple Music and I type in an artist that I want to listen to, it literally comes up with all the albums, all the single EPs, like everything. Yeah. It has everything there yeah. at, a, at a click of a button. Where I find Spotify, you have to you have to jump around a bit to find a kind of find exactly what you want from that artist, yeah. unless it's in in their prime albums that have been released. But like even on Spotify, just looking for like say Rufus's Solace Remix yeah. album, it's really easy to find individual tracks from that album, but yeah. not not the entire album itself. So you can just hit play and listen to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Or Apple Music, it's completely the opposite way around. Yeah, it's hard to find individual tracks, but you can find albums like super quickly. Yeah. Um, How's like the and um, you can download them so you can listen to them offline and like, yeah, and it, it'll sync between my computer and my phone. It's just. And then can you buy, I suppose you don't really you don't like, need to buy them. You don't want to buy them. It's always just there or anytime you want. And you can set reminders for like um, anyone that you've ever listened to. Like Apple will put up a little thing being like, oh, they're releasing an album on uh, October 12th. Yeah. Set a reminder. Like, yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Like, done. And like on October 12th, I get a reminder that this album's out. I'm like, oh, thank you. What I'm about- sure Spotify does that, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What about like, is there, do they have like a discovery algorithm and stuff because I know like they've got you know, playlists Spotify, and shows yeah. they've got but they do they... ones tailored to you because like my and this is the first week where my discovery playlist I haven't been real impressed with but usually every week they do like a discovery weekly they give you 20 tracks that they think you'll like based on see I think there are better ser- I think there are better services for that type of thing yeah like if you're looking for like referrals to different artists based on what you like, yeah, you're better off using something like Pandora. Yeah, it's very much more. I think that's the whole point of that platform almost. Yeah, um, and then I find YouTube works better. Yeah, half the time. Yeah, just type in tracks that you really like, and the recommended videos are yeah. usually pretty much on point. Like YouTube yeah. has, do you know people don't know this? YouTube has over fifty percent of the streaming serve like. Streaming plays in the world, like, and that's obvious because when you go to a party, someone's got a laptop there plugged in the sound system. What do they do to find their track? They go straight to YouTube. I was you Google it, YouTube comes up first. Like, I almost got in an argument at an uh, <laughs> EMC Connect thing. Yeah, because they were talking about the future of streaming. Yeah, and I was like, they all they're talking about was Spotify and Apple Music, and I was like, what about like YouTube? What about YouTube? Like, they're about to launch theirs. I don't know when that is happening. Yeah. But I'm like, if you think about what they have already, like content-wise, is incredible. Yeah. They've got Boiler Room. They'll have Coachella every year. They've got Tomorrowland. They've got all of those massive, huge festivals every year that are already pumping mixes onto. Yeah. Imagine just taking those and just putting them onto this music service. Exactly, yeah. And being at EMC, I was like, look, they might not conquer... R&B and, and those genres yeah. but for dance music they should shit all over Spotify yeah. and, and Apple Music together like yeah. they, they pretty much have it if they want it it's there it's theirs for the taking they've already and, got all the content and the other cool thing is they've got the algorithms to like you know if you put up a track um, I did a remix of it's monetized um, and yeah. you get paid a lot more if, it, if stuff's on YouTube yeah that's what I mean I, put a, I could put up you know some tracks that I didn't have the rights for that I'd done couldn't yeah. put them on Spotify couldn't put them on Apple Music I, I could chuck it on YouTube and it will find, oh, this track, this person owns it. They get all the money from it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, fine. Like, I just want to yeah. put it up there, you know. So they've got they've got that algorithm or whatever it is that figures out who owns the track and then distributes the royalties, which is like, that's gold. That's yeah. that's what every platform needs to have. Until SoundCloud know? sort its shit out. Yeah. Like, think if you, yeah, if YouTube get that shit together and do yeah. that, it would be awesome. 
And uh, to be honest, like I'm struggling to stop myself from getting YouTube Premium just so I can, yeah, just listen to a boiler room without any ads or yeah, or just lock, be able to lock my phone and just have it in my pocket yeah. and listen to a boiler yeah, room. Yeah, that's like that, the that main kind of thing. thing. It would be really handy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't. I'm not. I haven't done that yet. It's yeah, like twenty bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's so it. much stuff. Um, one of the cool things that um, Spotify there's a company called Dubs Dubset, and they do it's called Mixbank, and they've got these deals with a lot of the labels now, where they can you can actually upload unofficial, um, you know, remixes of tunes. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of just like again going back to YouTube, majestic casual. Yeah, you got futurism. You got like uh, what else is there? Like suicide so many channels, mix mag. There's so many channels already doing yeah. that similar thing. Yeah. I'm like, all it would take if you did a streaming service was like, oh, hey, just move that over here. Yeah. Done. Yeah. I don't know why they haven't done it. <laughs> like, I find music. There I'm must like, be a reason. I, but yeah. Yeah. I find a lot of music off YouTube. A lot. Like you just subscribe to the right channels and they just come up in your subscription feed. Yeah. And then but a lot of people don't sign into YouTube. You need to. It's yeah. so handy. It changes your life. Yeah, I definitely. Because then went, it knows what I went yeah. down the YouTube rabbit hole years and years ago, and I could never get out of it. It's like as <laughs> soon as you get your right, as soon as you like subscribe to all the right stuff, yeah, you've got content every day. Yeah, and and then that's the worst because you lie in bed and watch it until you pass out. Yeah, and then I always talk about like you know the school of YouTube for music production, like amazing, like yeah. you can literally answer have any question answered on YouTube. Like music you'll always get wise. taught by some eight year old. Yeah, I love that. There's like a little, like, little. It's, kid. it's the thing yeah. I've always had. I'm like, oh, you don't know how to change your your ink cartridges in the printer. Yeah. Jump on YouTube. There'll be some eight year old yeah. showing you how to bloody do it. I said it all make the time. Feel, a little make kid. Make you feel yeah. real shit about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. You're like, how does this? How does this kid know how to do this? Like, <laughs> but yeah, it's so true. Like, yeah, like people who just they figure something out and then they'll do a video. Yeah. And kids these days, you know, just like making videos about everything. Like it's it's huge. Tutorial series. Yeah. So um, production-wise, you said you, you use Logic. Yeah, I use Logic. How did you get into like, Logic? Because to me, like I've played around in Logic, and uh, for writing, from, to me, it doesn't, it doesn't really work. Went but... from, I went from... Um, yeah, when I was just learning, I, went, I did... Um, I was using Bandcamp just because it was free and on my laptop at the time. Yeah. Bandcamp. What's it's the free like iMovie. It's like the free oh, Garage Band. That one. Bandcamp. What did I say? Bandcamp. Bandcamp is a music web, distribution. That's the, that's the website. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Garage. Garage Band. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Um, and then went from that to they did a half Logic Logic Express nine. It was like a hundred yeah. bucks, one hundred fifty bucks, and I bought that. This is a basic version. Um, pretty much had everything. Everything yeah. you needed anyway. Yeah. Um, and then. Went from there to Logic 9, and then I've got Logic 10. So it's just like a steady progression. I yeah. tried to get my head around Ableton. I, I don't know how I used to do it. Yeah. No I look at it, and I'm just like, I get it. Uh, nah. Yeah. Uh, I just like the way Logic looks. I like yeah. it. Yeah. That's what's I'll important. be honest. You like how it works. I'll be honest. If I had the option to go back to Logic 9, I would. Yeah. I Logic 9 was the easiest thing to use. Everything was... All your tools and options were just available there, like kind of like Photoshop, where like it's it's everything is there. You just got to click on it. Yeah. Where I found Logic Ten, Apple tried to make it all user friendly and pretty, and so yeah. they removed all the tools and put them away, 
where I'm just like you got to click on a menu, yeah, drop yeah, down menu, do another drop down menu, just to do, do yeah. something that I could have done straight away. Yeah, even just like um, they stop letting you zoom in and out just with your trackpad. Like you have to go down yeah. now to a corner and zoom in and out that way. That's that true. way, where I used to just like it was really easy to zoom in and out just yeah. with with your uh, finger gestures. Yeah, um, on Logic Nine, but yeah, no, Logic Ten's fun. We're about to get back into that again, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, people hate. As soon as they go, oh, what do you use? I'm like, Logic, not, Logic 10. And they're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all the same shit. It's just like different. Like, you know, I've done a few. I feel like it sounds different. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's probably a placebo, but. Yeah. I feel like it's, it, it, uh. Yeah, I feel like Logic sounds. You can definitely tell. I reckon you can tell when people have used Logic or not. Yeah. Especially before mastering. Like yeah. You can tell yeah. someone's made that on Logic. Yeah. Once it's mastered, it's a bit, yeah. Depends what they do to it, but yeah. But everyone uses Ableton, and I was going to teach myself that, but I was like, oh, be individual, especially like. if you think it sounds different. If you're sending shit to someone, you're just sending the stems anyway. Yeah, so like, yeah. It doesn't really matter yeah, what you that's use. It. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just, Logic, I think the other thing that won me over was, especially with Logic 9, you literally, anything you had, like you had Roland, and a lot of the gear that I can see in here, Yeah, you could just plug right into your laptop. Mm. And Apple would automatically download the drivers, install it, do everything. And within like 30 seconds, you can just go ahead and start using it. Yeah. And it would be in in Logic Ready without having to do any installation, nothing. It was literally just plug and play with whatever gear you had. That's what I love and about was, Apple in general. And it was just, I was like, oh, where like, yeah, I've heard from other people that use Ableton. They're like, oh man, we need like an hour to set this yeah, up. Yeah, figure it out. Working. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll just, I just plug, plug it in. in. <laughs> That's it. My head set it up. I don't know. Just yeah. plugged it in. Started yeah. working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure, gonna... I'm sure Ableton's got their shit together already. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about how you got into Prohibition with your role there because you obviously, you know, head promoter, bookings, all that kind of stuff. How did that happen? Because I, I know when it first started, it was someone else. I, I don't know who it was, but how did you yeah, I can end go... up in that role? I can go through the cycle of what happened. Yeah. Um. Waddy, Michael Watt, yep. legendary. Yeah, launched the venue. Very good job, um, getting it, getting it up and running. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been possible without him. And then, um, and I was DJing there while, and he got me in onto yep. the team when he was there. So you already um, knew him from previous things. Yeah, or? he'd booked me a couple times yep. uh, at different events. I think there was one at the Met he booked me for, yep. and then um, I'm not sure, sure, sure how else he knew me. At the time, Clifton was DJing there at the time. Okay. So again, going back to that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I got in there and that was probably, I'd never learned so much DJing um, in that year because yeah. he would sit behind you doing the lights. Okay. And constantly, like, tell you, like, you need this, you need to do this, you need to do that, yeah. play this, play that. And at the time, you just thought it was a bit annoying. But then you kind of realize, I'm like, I don't know, right, he's reading the crowd just like we like we are. Yeah. And, like he and he had an exact he had a an idea of exactly what he wanted yeah and so it was up to myself Clifton Steve Marr I think Andrew Lynch Ben Hopkins it was, it was a very small team yeah and we used to play like three nights a week and yeah just deliver that after what he left um, Ben Hopkins took over the bookings mm-hmm. um, he was booking shows here and there but nothing like nothing like we are now yeah like yeah like. Tidy and Grant Smiley and a few other things. Oh, geez, that's so old school. Think, yeah, I think the Grant club, Smiley, Tidy. I think the geez. club was had it had a little bit of an identity crisis then. Yeah, don't think it really knew what it was or yep. what it wanted to be. 
Um, because at, at the start it wanted to be a contender against Cloudland, and that was the viable goal. Okay, That's why yeah. the club looks so pretty. And yeah, a lot of money got put into it. The decor and that. But before I took over, it was just young kids coming in. That's like constantly. Yeah. I'm was sorry. it free then as well? Like yeah, it was on? always, always been yeah. free. And then um, uh, Ben Hopkins then went. Uh, he went to take over family, and then he passed it on to me. And the job mm-hmm. just kind of fell in my lap. And I was not going to let that job go anytime soon. So what? Because these what, jobs don't come around any no. like, very often. So you got to wait for someone to leave. Basically, yeah, this is mine for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, what what years are we talking here when you first started there? How long ago? Three, four years. Yeah. So the club's four and a bit, four and a bit years old. Yeah. I, yeah. Now this is part that I'm not too super accurate on. I think yeah. Waddy was there for at least the first year. Yeah, if not more, and then Ben Hopkins for like six months, and then and then, or or more, and then myself. So yeah, so about I've been three at least years. doing it for about three, yeah, two and yeah. a half, three years. Yeah. Um, I remember the first booking I ever did was you learn to be cool on a Sunday. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm not on sure a Sunday. How, yeah, I'm not sure how long. Yeah, we're trying to do a Sunday sesh, which yeah. doesn't work in the valley. People no. don't want to go out in the valley on a Sunday. Yeah, and if it does, it's got to be like an outdoor, sort of you know, nice afternoon or LGBT friendly event. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, family's a fluffy night. It's just like. What's well, a Cloudland now, I think? Is it? Yeah. They've changed it. Yeah, I don't know. They constantly change it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, it used to be. Still and... there. It's the longest running, one of the longest running club nights in, in Australia. So I yeah. hope it's not dying anytime soon because. Yeah. I remember, like, going. Like, just for history's sake. I remember just going out to them and just, like, the, the loosest nights. Like it's mental. It's crazy because it's, it's it's you got hospitality. Such a, great, such a great vibe as well. You got hospitality people there, so they're all you know ready for a drink. And yeah. then you got you know like all the you know LGBT sort of stuff. You know people there. Yeah, make well. you feel good about yourself. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> but I remember being at family on one Sunday, and like we were just on the dance floor, and my mates just like you know was super smashed. Like, and um, he um, one of the glasses is walking through with you know with the thing. He's got like a, you know, like a wine chiller carafe or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, you pour, your, you pour your liquids and ice into that. Yeah, yeah. and he's just, he's just Basically like... a glassy before. Oh, before really? Yeah, yeah. So, and he's just leant, leant over and grabbed it and just like spewed into his oh. thing. And then the glassy's just gone, oh, thanks, man. Like, you know, like... Yeah, I don't have thanks, I don't have to clean that up. He's like, thanks, dude. And then like just kept going. And it's like, no problems at all. Like, you know, it's... Because it's so loose there on those... those um, yeah, it used to be a glassy... For all, uh, like a year at Monastery yeah. at the Mono, oh. which was it was awesome. Like, yeah, I met Buddy Malente, who's obviously someone else now. I think that's common knowledge. Um, where's a mask with a big nose? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure we can all figure that yeah, out. Yeah, um, and then, um, yeah, just met so many big DJs. That's where I met Wall and Danny, and yeah. um. And a few other guys. Noi was there. I, yeah. I used to get in trouble a lot because Noi would play the opens. <laughs> and, I, and I'd be working and I'd just sit in the DJ booth and just watch him. Yeah. And and playing the lights. And just get yelled so at. So were you... To were get back to work. Were you, um, were you DJing at this time when you were glassing there? No. Nope. So no. This was, that was, was like your... I think I was learning a little bit. Yeah. But not, not enough to like even ask to play a song. No, no. Yeah, but you were still like around it and you sort of... I suppose you pick up little things like that, being in the industry and, and sort of seeing things. Yeah. Oh, he's just played this and this, the crowd, you know, was into yeah. it or, or whatever it was. And just being in that environment. All the time. It wasn't, it didn't, never really felt like going to work. 
Yeah. The car, like, dead when he had to clean up piss and vomit. Yeah, yeah. But Mono was, uh, it, it was so different, and it was such a good vibe in there. I, I feel sorry for anyone that wasn't a real Mono rat in that, that like, 08 to 010 kind of period, because it was absolutely, you could just go there on your own. Yeah. Any night of the week, and you'd run into, like, the same regulars all the time. Yeah. It's like a big family. It was really cool. And the DJs, every, all the DJs that played there, all the residents were absolute quality. And then you had Dirty Thursdays, which were run by like Steve Pappas. Yeah. Always awesome. Like the most amazing international acts on a Thursday night. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, like Crookers and Bloody Beetroots and whatever else. Just you at the time, like just like amazing Gentle. shit. Amazing shit. Yeah. yeah. I always remember going into Mono and it's just vividly like remember just like. Because it was when, like, fluoro and all that was real big. And, like, girls in, like, baggy, like, lucid draping. La- lucid laundry. Yeah. <laughs> girls just, but girls just, like, with, like, um, you know, real baggy, like, white singlets. Just cut and shapes. I used just to wear a fucking, so I used to wear a bloody scarf. Yeah. With, with a t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. And and the hair, like, all the dudes oh, had, like, yeah. the mod hair, like, the comb over with the puff at the back. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, man, looking back at some... Yeah, I had, I had that haircut for a little bit. Yeah, so... I remember looking at photos of Noi recently, like from back in the day, and it's like, oh man, yeah, like, like he's that. like, he's like, that's, oh. yeah. I met Clifton, I met Clifton outside of Prohibition, but had no idea that we were both going there for like two years yeah. straight, and we were just in slightly different circles. Yeah, and Prohibition or Mono at Mono, Mono, yeah, and we were both going there. All the time, yeah. we had the same friends, a lot of the same mutual friends, and we all went to Mono together. And just, I was had... just like, but we just neither of us have never just met before that. Yeah. And then, yeah. It's when social media wasn't quite as big as it is now. Nah. It's like, you know, like now it's I think like... MySpace was still around. Yeah, the old MySpace. <laughs> Bebo. You need to be able to... I think actually Facebook just started a thing where you can put music on your profile, can't you? Remember can you, you do that now? The, I don't know. I remember that... I heard something about it, but I remember, yeah, like MySpace used to have, you know, you can have music and you can have your own theme to your profile. Like It's an easy way for... It's an easy way for Facebook to make money. Yeah. And it's a cool way for people to find new artists and tunes because you can go into someone's. But how often do you go to someone's actual profile? Yeah, it's true. It's the like only Instagram, time, same the only thing. The only time I go on someone's actual profile is to find the send message button so I can send them a message. Yeah. I, I never really go on there yeah. and, and have a look. It's like people on Instagram, you know, they do those um those cool. Like if you go to their page, it's like six images are one image or something. Oh, yeah. But yeah. when you see it in the feed, it looks random. Yeah, like it's it. just a corner and it's like. I always think to like say to those people like, how many people do you think are actually going to your feed to see that? Yeah. Not many. Like you know, everyone's about the you know the actual. Um, the There's so feed. many things too. It's like you post a new thing on your actual page, but you have to do a story to tell people that you've posted something. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so, so I got a new post, everyone. Yeah, new go post, like it. Go check it out. Yeah, even though likes don't mean anything anymore. Yeah, <laughs> have another bit. Yeah, so, that's it. What do you reckon about um? About that, the Instagram. Have you noticed anything different with, yeah, with, think, with think, prohibition uh, and yeah, on that page point, and your on own our, ones? On our account and my personal one and everything, I find getting more likes on yeah. photos than before. I find I that I think, get I, I get more think, likes from people that I know. Yeah, like I find like I don't, I don't, probably don't get as many from like random people who are just seeing the hashtag, but people I know getting way more likes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah, I feel like photos are actually getting a lot more traction. Um, you. Yeah, I find you get less comments. Yep. Um, I feel like Instagram's kind of turning... I, I feel like a lot more people go on Instagram to go and look at stories than they do 
yeah. really scroll their feed. Yeah. Like, you do scroll your feed every now and again, but I feel like the first thing you do when you go on there is and you, you check stories? out the stories. Yeah. Same thing. And then Facebook do that as well. Yeah. And then, so I feel like that's pretty much the main news. Like, a lot of our marketing now is, there's a lot of stories. But saying that. <coughs> the impressions. Yeah. Impressions per story is like a third or a quarter of what you would get on a normal post. Yeah. But I feel like that's, yeah, that's the most interactive you can have. Yeah. Especially if you do like swipe ups and, and, and or polls or anything like that. You've got to have 10,000 like people following for that. But I suppose yeah. Prohibition's got no problem with that. Yeah, no. It, oh, yeah. Instagram's all right. Yeah. I got it blocked the other day by accident, but it was fine. What, you got Prohibition <laughs> Instagram page? What did you do? Put some music up on it. Ah, uh, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you can't use anything for like three days. I'm like, oh, sweet. Damn it. <laughs> You're like, oh, we've got all these gigs coming up too. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah it's frustrating. Facebook do it, do it as well. Yeah. I, I feel like, yeah. I hate social media. Yeah, I, w- I always say I wish I could just get an assistant, like you know, have an assistant that just does that. I had an amazing chat with a, a Facebook business person. Yeah. Like, because when you, when you have Facebook business and they, like you're doing ads all the time, they'll get someone to like email you and be like, oh, do you want to chat about it? Yeah. And I was like, actually, it'd be really cool to talk to someone inside Facebook. No, yeah. And that, and then their first question was like, oh, look, like we think, look, it's all about tailored and very personalized advertising. Yeah. Like, every, like all your stuff needs to be going to the correct person. Yeah. And I was like, oh, how do you think we like we work? Like, how do you think we can put your ads to do that? And I was like, don't make me boost my own posts to people that already want to, yeah, get our stuff. What do they say? They're like, oh, oh no, we can't, uh, do that. No, we can't do that. I'm like, well, that's the most personalized advertising that we can possibly do. Yeah, is just let the people that like our page that follow us. That want to hear our things, yeah. see, see our it. stuff. Because yeah. at the moment, like how it used to be, you could have thirty k uh, like likes on Facebook, yeah, and a, a status without boosting it will get like a couple thousand, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. depending on how much like what what is in that status, yeah. Because if you've got some keywords in there, it'll get less, yeah, less or more, and it's like, and then if your photo or your whatever you've got, oh, text. it's an absolute head fuck all the time to make sure you're getting your reach on Facebook and then yeah and then the fact that they were like oh how do we make it more personalised I'm like there's already 25,000 people that yeah. want to know what we're doing yeah let me just talk to them I won't even boost I won't even try to other people I'm like oh yeah it's very I almost feel like they need to do it they need to do and like I'm sure I'm definitely not the only one that feels oh, this yeah, I feel like course. everyone everyone that has it. a Facebook page like yeah. business page feels exactly the same way it's just yeah. ridiculous and that's and then now Instagram, without now that the feed isn't in chronological order, yeah, oh, it's I exactly the same now. It's exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. You 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 will get less impressions. You might have twenty thousand followers, for instance. You, that your post might only reach like three thousand, four thousand people. Yeah, where yeah, it, it should just if someone is following you. They it's should be getting your things. Yeah. Like, it's just, it. yeah, it's ridiculous. I and then like you should, should pay to reach other people. Yeah, yeah, people that you don't, aren't yeah. following you. I feel like they should have a subscription uh, model for that, you know? Like, if you pay this much a month, your posts will all go to those people like that. To me, subscription you models... Have to pay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. We're already, you're already making all this advertising money um, from, you know, like... People advertising is, is theoretically to, to get new leads and new... Uh, so like I shouldn't have to pay to advertise 
to my like audience already that have already yeah. that already want. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a whole kettle of fish. Sort sort it out, Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the thing is, the algorithms and everything keep changing all the time. Yeah. It's like you find something that's working, and you're like, oh, sweet, and then it's like try and find a good po- try and find. A, I, I've got a good podcast. I can't remember the yeah. name of it right now. Um, but he he posts like uh, once a week and just does the updates. And so yeah. every week, Instagram and Facebook put updates out, and he'll just run yeah. through them all. He actually like, reads it all and figures yeah, out. Yeah, and he'll tell you like, all right, so now Facebook are cracking down on competitions, yeah. so you can't write tag, win, and subscribe because yeah. that status will get absolutely zero reach, yeah. like absolutely none because you've got those words in it. Yeah, and like those kind of little things, and you don't know that that's happened until uh, someone tells you tells about you. it. Yeah, yeah, and it's very handy and it saves yeah. you a lot of money. Yeah, you have to let us know what that is. Put it in the show notes yeah. for everyone out there watching. Yes, I'll find um, it. It's a good yeah. podcast. He just runs through like different things you can do, and yeah, because um, yeah, I never, I never studied marketing or yeah. event management or anything. I didn't go to uni. I didn't go to TAFE. Didn't do anything. Yep. Just so you didn't have any. Just anything. been in the industry for a while, and kind of yeah, and that's the best way to and, and just to learn, right? Like. Once, once every now and again, I'll go onto like DJ Mag top one hundred clubs and just see what they're doing. Yeah, like, yeah, like not to say I copy all my ideas and stuff, but yeah, like you see what's works and what doesn't work, and then yeah. you just go from there. And then you do your own thing every now and again. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But yeah, find like you learn more from just watching what other people are doing. Yeah, and I think that's important. Like you know, you can learn something at uni outside from- of Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. yeah outside of, <laughs> outside of Australia most of the time. I yeah. usually look at clubs elsewhere, but um, yeah. like in America and stuff. But um, every now and again, like there's some clubs that do some amazing stuff in Melbourne, like Prince. I love everything that they do. Yeah. Their videos, their their whole marketing thing is is fantastic. Yeah. Marco Polo is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a few around Australia that, that nail it. Yeah, for constantly. sure. I find ours is a bit everywhere every now and again, but yeah. And I think that's... Like, you know, what you said, like, you didn't study at uni um, or anything for what you're doing. And I think that's because what we're just, we've just been talking about, it changes so quickly that it's like, how can you learn I that? I feel like doing a three-year marketing course would be completely, yeah. like, Two years ridiculous. down the track, it means nothing. Yeah. You know, like, there's a whole new changed. platform that you haven't learned yet. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's so much more you've got to be, like, on the job and sort of, you know, like, doing it that way. Like, yeah, learning on the job, really, which is, yeah, like, these are so important. Yeah. So what about the Our House Comp? Talk to me about how did that come about? I've already had Jay on the podcast and he said he's been mates with you for, for a while and, and you came up with this idea. How did What made you come up with the idea and, you know, how um, how did it all come about? Just remember, like, like I got into I got into DJing through comps and it yep. was like... What comps? Uh, I did the Central Battle... Comp at Electric Playground yep. in like 09, I think. Yep. And then Clifton did the Monastery one. Um, I did a one at Birdies before your shot. There was just one at Birdies. Like every club had, had a competition like once a year. Back in the day, yeah. And it, and, it's a, and it's a good way for a club to make some money because like all the kids bring their friends in. Yeah. And that's fine. But then you also, if you do it in a way, you can um, really like get some exposure and... Um, you can just get a whole bunch of people in that would never really play at your venue. Yeah. And they bring their friends yeah, they bring and their they friends. post about it. But I wanted to do it. I felt like your shot, even though it's a great thing, whatever, leave it there. Um, I felt like 
no one was doing any comps. They kind of just took over the entire market. Like no one would yeah. touch a DJ comp outside of your shot. And yeah. I hated it. And so I was like, oh, I want to do our own. Like I need, it's a really fun way to look for a new resident. If we can provide some prizes, people that enter the comp need to know how to DJ. Like it always used to be. Like none of this yeah. teaching people. Like if you do need to learn, that's why we teamed up with DJ Lab. Yeah. But that was more so people could hone their skills more yeah. than learn. So that's why I do it around your shot every year. Because at least if people are entering in that did last year's your shot, they've had 12 months to either have played gigs, keep keep yeah. learning, keep doing that. Yeah, thing. yeah. And then, yeah, see how good they are. Like there are some, I think, I don't know if Lurk did, Lurk who won this year. I'm not yeah. sure if he did your shot. He's fairly young. And yeah. His sets were fantastic. Yeah. So were yours. Yeah. Grand finalist. Cheers, man. <laughs> Two years in a row. Yeah. Uh, unlucky. Um, oh, unlucky. Tara, unlucky. Second yeah. both years in a row. Tara's unlucky. <laughs> Old Bloom. She's a little pocket rocket. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, but yeah, that's something about DJ. Like Rosie did your shot and a fair yeah. few, like Tash and all Tash, they were in the last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll probably, we'll do it every year. I yeah. think we'll do one once a year. I th I think not. We're tossing up at the moment to, to do, it won't be called Our House. It'll be called something else because we're wanting to do like, there isn't really a, a DJ comp for like party. Yeah. So like people who can just mix hip hop, R&B, yeah. top 40. There isn't really a comp for that at the moment. And I really yeah. feel like that would be a super fun vibe. Yeah, and, for sure. Like that's, and, yeah. And yeah, I don't really feel like anyone's doing that at the moment. So we're going to be launching that next year. And you can really get creative with that you, yeah. party vibe because it's so open format. And yeah. it's like, you so know, you can staying really away from the trap and, and bass house and stuff still. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want any of that. Because that's not what we don't play yeah. any of that stuff at club. It's still yeah. very club orientated. Um, but yeah, it, I think it'd be cool to do a party one. Yeah. And then, um, and then, yeah, our house every year. We'll, we'll 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 do it every year. It's it's fantastic. It gives a lot of a lot of kids a time a chance to one play it play it pro, and then two keep learning. Like, yeah, I did heaps of comps before I, I um started really getting into everything. Yeah, like I feel like they're like a key avenue to like to get into the scene, and without it, it's really hard. Like, yeah, you just need to suck a lot of dick to, to try yeah. and get set but where when there were comps it was kind of just like free exposure for you that you yeah. could get your name out there like yeah. wow that guy really killed with that did you comp someone's yeah. gonna notice and they'll yeah. grab you but yeah I feel like even your shot now I, I don't think that happens I think they get their winners yeah and and the winners do reasonably well but everyone else in the comp like you don't hear about them ever again yeah, there's usually like anyone. a handful of people who, you know, stay in the industry mm. and stuff. But yeah, it's not, I, I can't really think of anyone, to be honest, who's won it, who's gone on to do amazing things, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, like to, to go on and be someone huge. No one's used the momentum, probably. Yeah. And and I feel like, yeah. And that, and I feel like that's a lack of experience as well, where, yeah, our house is like, it doesn't matter where, how long you've been DJing for. Yeah. It doesn't matter how experienced yeah it, it doesn't matter you just need to learn, know how to dj first yeah. and then and we go from there we're not going to teach you how to dj i did uh, the cop yeah it's not a it's not a best of the best but it's yeah. almost like a best of the free agents yeah yeah if that makes sense like yeah I, I, like the only rule is you can't have a residency somewhere yeah yeah or if you do you really have to ask that venue first yeah yeah most brisbane kind of polices itself yeah. like that yeah exactly 
Um, the thing I really loved about it um, is that, to be honest, it's the connections with the other contestants. Like I made so many good connections and friendships with, you know, with Tash and Sam and Danny and, you know, and Tara and all these people, um, you know, who, who were in the comp. And to me, that's the that's the, the awesome thing. And most of them are still doing things and still, yeah. you know, going on and doing From the last year's, cool stuff. Yeah. Last year's one, we, well, we got um, Tash one. Yeah. But then Danny and Sam, who were in the final, they, they, they're on the team. They've been yeah, on the team yeah. for a year or so. Sam's doing... Awesome stuff. Yeah. He's in my uh, Harvest to Watch. last night. Yeah. Um, Danny's killing it. Yeah. She had a feature the other week. Yeah. And then Lurk's got his feature. Uh, 27th? The night, night before Listen Out. Lucky friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there might be some people in town that are mates with him who, uh, you know, come out for it. So. It's, how, it's how the industry works. It's it, man. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get... You don't hey, get, you got a residency. So you don't get residency enough. features on awesome nights. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just how it falls. Yeah. But no, that should be it. To be honest, every year before a festival, it's, it's still packed. Because you've got people who are in town who want to check DJ. out. People who want to check out, you know, something in Brisbane who are not from here here for listen out. They're like, oh, well, we'll go out and check it well, out. Well, this is sold know? out. So there's yeah. going to be plenty of people that are just going to go out anyway. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's going to be a big day. Listen yeah. out, River File, all the same night. Man, there's so much on. That's two weeks' time, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, what a big weekend. Yeah. Um, just going back to, like, Brisbane, like, how it's doing so well. Like, you know, we've got that coming up in two weeks, but, you know, Big Sound, the Brisbane Fest, which is sort of, you know, culminates in River yeah, Fire. There's, there's so much going on, like. I didn't get, I didn't go to Big Sound this year. Yeah. I don't really go many years. Especially this year, it wasn't very, um. Electronic music focused. It was definitely a lot of more about bands. Like I, there, yeah. I don't even think there was a Red Bull party or anything. But Ugh. and they usually focus Red on Bull the ele- electronic side <laughs> yeah. of stuff on the on the during that, which is kind of disappointing. But I guess we do have AMC that yeah. we can go to. But I don't go to that either. You're getting oh. too many arguments <laughs> yeah. about YouTube and oh. that. It's just it's just fluff. Yeah, it's people who just want to like flex their knowledge. Like, this is what we think, and it's like. Well, like it, you said, you got to learn on the job, and things change. So it's a, it's a network. Constantly. It's a networking event. It's a yeah. glorified networking event where some people talk, yeah. and then, but, like, and it's good and all, but, like, if you really want to network, just fly down to Sydney and organize some meetings. Yeah, like you don't need to spend six hundred dollars to sit there and listen to Flume talk about his music. Yeah, um, and I don't even know he's on the panel. Sorry, I'm shit talking EMC. It's a great thing. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. Australia has one. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm not super interested yeah I went to EMC Connect in Brisbane that was cool like yeah. old uh, Jane Slingo on the on the panel she's always a um, bit of an idol she's really good yeah she had interesting chats that was down at like that Monster Robot oh uh, yeah in the, Red the Hill. record store such a cool little store yeah that started yeah. in here in this room did it it started in this room there you go um, yeah. so yeah because I was just talking so about around the, the corner day. so I literally walked to that EMC Connect and yeah yeah it was it was it was a good day, and I like sat next to Michael Watt, which was quite interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, then, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, but that was a great day. But then, yeah, so EMC is probably probably good to go to, but not really. I kind of wish the podcast had like taken off a bit more, and I could have got in contact with um, the dude who was at um, the fire 
festival. Oh god. Yeah, did he yeah, actually go, I'd did love actually, to talk to him and sit go down. to that. Did he he was there. I saw photos of like people with him and I was like free water confirmed. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, <laughs> oh, could you imagine getting him in here and just going, so <laughs> walk us through what happened on that day. Like, you know, and just getting that whole story. I think that that would have been hilarious to bring in event people that fail at running events. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, makes I sense. think it's important to makes know sense. what what not to do. <laughs> you know, all publicity that one. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it'd be fun to meet him, but like, yeah. Again, even on him, what is he doing? I don't know. He's now just riding the publicity of how shit he was. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, he's gonna take one for the team, but like, you yeah. still were involved with an event. Yeah. That was that, yeah, catastrophically yeah. terrible. Yeah. You should be trying to remove that from your resume. Yeah. Altogether. I don't think that's gonna happen anytime. Not getting paid for appearances <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Like, hey, the guy from the fire festival. Yeah. Yeah. Here. yeah. <laughs> Remember the guy who said he was gonna suck dick? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's here. You want to chat to him? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a beer with that guy. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that has to do with the music industry. Yeah. But yeah, I know. Um, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I'm the one thing I really miss from Brisbane is Valley Fiesta. Yeah. Uh, what happened to that? It's it's every day. Uh, <laughs> yeah that's the yeah. that's the thing it's every weekend they've got the stuff in the pod in the middle of the mall and that oh yeah sweet where I'm yeah. like cool story bro yeah <laughs> it's just ridiculous like yeah. it was one of the biggest revenue raises for a lot of venues in the valley that they do the lane closure it would bring in an extra like 100,000 people yeah. and then they would all go to the businesses around yeah, and it was fantastic for everyone. Yeah. Everyone loved Valor Fiesta. Mm. I can't think. Of, I can't think of a business that didn't like it. Probably the council. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. And then they just run it into the ground. It's not. It's non-existent now. Yeah. It doesn't exist, and it's just really sad. And yeah. It was like, and it was really good for for all sorts of music. What happened with? I looked at uh, the prizes for the Our House Comp, mm. and there's the lost frequencies. Thing? What's what's that about? Because I tried to look that up, and all I could find yeah, I got was a book, an, I got a book lurk in here for a set. Because I wondered what it was that was in there. Because it was like an hour. Because it was lost frequencies, and I was like, all I could find online was um, like an artist named Lost Frequencies. Yeah, why right there? Maybe yeah. it was a typo. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I don't know. Because it was like the first and second um, prize got an hour set at. Lost frequencies. I think I did a typo for the business next door here. Oh, yeah, for frequencies. All right, cool. Yeah, I wonder what that was because I was like, I I went to look at it and I was like, what is that? Yeah. And I'm typing it it in and it it was just an artist playing at all these festivals. And I was like... I even chatted to Paul. I'm like, you're ever do this? He's like, yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. I'm just typing the completely wrong name. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like something I'd do. Oh, well, it's here. Yeah, so that'll be sweet. All right, cool. So that's what that is, because I was wondering, I was trying to find, like... Because I think this for Brisbane has been fantastic, too. Yeah. Frequency TV. It's been... Like, I've gotten a couple DJs from there. Rosie um, said that... Rob, Rob, uh, Extracts. He moved to Brisbane, pretty new to the whole thing, and then he did a set here for an hour. And it was pretty much just, like, an actual visual of, like, yeah, this guy can play, Mm. and he's really good. And then it was like, I just contacted him like pretty much like next day or day yeah. after and got him in. And I'm like, I'm sure there'll be, if more people use their brain, it's a really good avenue to like, yeah. instead of sending someone a mix, which you could have made that on fucking anything. Yeah. It's an actual like visual. And you can see. Our yeah, trial you know, that you can yeah. just send to anyone. Yeah. It's fantastic. And then, yeah, I think the only thing that is concerning is just Facebook's bloody 
and yeah. um, copyright and stuff, which is really annoying. Yeah. Probably hurting him a bit, but yeah, it's all good. Paul can, can always Paul always gets the video anyway and gives it to you afterwards if you yeah. ask, and you know you can. Yeah, what's the website he uses? Um, oh, there's heaps. He posts it every Chew TV. I think he's got yeah. the same website, but he can just get the straight or like the visual the video and just. Yeah. Send it to you the file, and you can just send it to people. Like, oh, yeah. here's a Dropbox. Like with it, it's you know? awesome. I, de- I definitely highly recommend for anyone trying to get into the scene is just come in here and do one of them. Yeah, it's yeah, it's good because yeah, that was never around when I started. Yeah, and even a place oh. to practice. Um, yeah. you know, do yeah, you know, like the live stream's great, but you know, you can practice, or you could just, you know, if you just want to, like, record the video and not live stream. You can just get the video and then yeah. upload it later. Like, you know, if you, if it's a good one, you know. Yeah, I did a, I've done a couple house vibes. Yeah, uh, gigs here, which has been fun. Yeah, and then um, yeah, we we're gonna do like a little pro takeover in here one night. I know, like yeah, no, yes, there's definitely some of the guys that I'm friends with, like Hannah Wrigley and stuff that do stuff in here all yeah. the time. That'll all be in tonight. Playing, be in tonight. Yeah, at the thing. Yeah, yeah, Hannah and them will be playing. Of course they are. Um, House of Vibes boys will be playing. Always yeah. trying to tune in. Yeah, so it should be a good, um, good little little night really for the um the it's the third birthday and our studio launch. But it's funny because. When they started here, we did a studio, like a diffuse takeover night because it was like Paul was just like, we just need, I just need content. I need people to come in and do it in free his, in his alley, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, no, it was all free. He was like, just come in and oh, use true. it. Just so you can, yeah. this is like right at the start, like get it off the ground mm. first weekend. And I said, oh, we'll come in Sunday and do it. And you know, and now the studio's here, so it's like you know, it's like two worlds sort of you know come yeah, together. Yeah, like, I've been thinking about like trying to do like a little boiler room esque kind of thing at the club, but. Yeah. Unfortunately, live streaming and recording people's behaviours in a nightclub is sometimes a little bit risky. Yeah. Um, just in general. Yeah. People tend to act like idiots. So I think, yeah, we've thought about it a few times. We may do it yeah. still. I, I remember... Hit Paul up because he's been went, doing it for Sub Rosa at the moment and it's been... Yeah, well, well, we I last thing... I, last time I saw him was on the Catalina uh, boat in Bar, Noosa. Yeah. Up there, yeah, with Jackie, and he, yeah, he, which was kind of funny because the boat takes you out into like the takes you through all these waterways up in Noosa, yeah, and like there was like halfway through the boat ride, just like no reception, yeah, yeah, was so it's like, like can't, can't, you can't, you can't even, yeah, you just sat back and was like, yeah. well, I can't do anything, yeah, it's like zero bars on 3G, there's nothing out there, yeah, yeah, nothing, and he's like, yeah, now, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went to Sub Rosa for the first time since I haven't uh, been yet since they've changed. How uh, was last it? night? To see Kane. Oh yeah, Kane. How was it? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, How's the sound I had to run, I had to run back to pro after a bit, but how's the sound system in there? Because they've um they've upgraded it. It's a void sound system. Yeah, yeah, but they've upgraded it from the. It used to be like it's two, got two, it's, it's got it's, one it's gotten it's got, a bit. It's got one more tweet like it's got one more whatever those things are. It's got one more mid. horn. Yeah, which one more horn. does a bit more mid. Which is actually quite good, yeah. Because that's what it needed, um, yeah. And it does have a nice, nice amount of low end. Um, I don't know how much of it is the speakers or the tune. I yeah. don't know. Like, yeah, every sound system's different. Yeah. But and it depends on what music they have there regularly. Yeah. Like I don't. I yeah. I only went there the first time. Well, since Capulet closed. Um, I think it's a bit more that progressive sort of. So if they've got techno in there, it's tuned a whole lot differently than yeah. what if they were having house in there all the time yeah. or whatever. So, but from last night, yeah, sounded good. Yeah, it, it yeah, it, it's it was sad when Capulet closed, and I'm glad, even though who knows how long it'll last, but I'm glad Subrosa's kind of just like picked up where it Take left off. off really, yeah. it ha- it's it, it's 
hasn't done anything crazy different, but it didn't really. Yeah. It doesn't really need to. Yeah, it's just. But I wonder. It's, like, I'm a bit worried at the to same be honest, time. They're booking some acts that I'm like, good. Brisbane, like, no one in Brisbane is booking them. Yeah. No one is. No one in Brisbane is hitting this niche, and yeah. they've started doing that, and I think it's really good because Brisbane yeah. needs that, and they didn't really need to do anything crazy different than yeah. Capital was already doing. Um, I think they yeah, just keep putting good. good gigs like good events it's a perfect small venue that they can they can book uh what's that duo the female duo that they booked the tuna deep oh, i can't remember yeah um but yeah they've got some good acts coming up there they're like john double fleming they're still doing yeah all that um lemon not lemon lime yeah they've got lemon lime and eden and all those guys still going now it's which is good because when it closed i was really nervous because it was like yeah. be no venue doing any of that and honky tonk shut and then yeah yeah and like yeah, so yeah, I'm glad, I feel like, I'm glad they're doing it right. I feel like once the um those lockout laws or not lockout the drink you know no after three drinks came in that really hurt the smaller venues. You know the big venues can sort of absorb that a little bit. Yeah, but those big... a lot of those venues were closing at three already. Yeah, I, I found like not many of them were staying until five. I, th- uh, I, in my personal opinion, I find the laws are perfect the way they are. The only thing that's annoying is a lot of the red tape behind the scenes. Yeah. So, like, every venue gets six uh, extended trading permits. Yeah. It is almost impossible to use all those, like, correctly. Yeah. Like, you can try to apply for some pretty... Because they all have to... They have to be on culturally relevant days. <laughs> okay, yeah. Name me six culturally relevant yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There aren't any for Brisbane. Like, like... There, there just aren't any. So you have to make up some, yeah. and you write them an essay and be like, "This is why this is culturally relevant for us." Complete bullshit. Yeah. Like, just tell, like, just let us use them. Yeah. Like, I'm not even asking. We're just not six. Just let's use the six. We're not asking for more. We're asking for less. Just yeah. The six that we get, you can only use one a month. So I'm like, just let us use them when we want to use them. Yeah. And and other after that, I wouldn't change a thing the way Brisbane is run right now. The scanners are perfect. Yeah. I I I like them. I think most venues deep down like them. They they've stopped a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um, I find no one really needs that many drinks after three a.m. Yeah, uh, and no one really needs that many shots after twelve o'clock. Yeah, and so I find those laws uh, fine. Yeah, I, I think they're fine. I think it's working quite well. Quite the one thing that well. for a place like Capulet or Sobrosa that that I think it affects them is because. I don't know if you ever went to any of the parties at Capulet where they were open till five in summer mm. when the sun comes up for the last Good. half hour, hour. See, I'm more of an underground kind of guy. I oh, man. <laughs> I don't want to see the sun until I'm But it's done. amazing because, like, all the regulars, yeah, the club will be packed and then all the regulars, like, as the sun comes up, they all pull their sunnies out of their pockets. Oh, so God. you know who all the regulars are. You're like, feel like, this guy, these people know. They know what's going on here. Like, cause, I feel you know, like, yeah, well... But some Sabrosa. of those, some of those times were just like, and not often. Like I wouldn't often want to be there because I'm like you. I don't really want to see the sun come up. But like some of those moments, hey, where, those all these venues you know, have, they can trade till five if they want to. Yeah, they just don't make any money. Yeah, and and if, it depends on the vibe you want to you want to do. That's the thing. I suppose they used to be able like to the make Mets a bit of money. The Mets still do the seven a.m. thing every now and again. I think. Yeah, and that's really cool. You can't do it all the time. But, yeah, and it's like we we usually like even though we stop. On a Saturday, we stop serving at three like everyone else, but we usually stay open until four, four thirty. Just yeah. keep the music going. The dance floor's full, people are liking it. Like, what's the point of people dancing while we're cleaning the bar? 
Yeah. There's no real point of kicking everyone out. Yeah. It doesn't really hurt, hurt us. Um, and I feel like some venues just like, oh, three, out. Yeah. Nah, just let people dance. I think there is that half an hour grace period that you really, you actually have to let people stay till 3.30. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't... Yeah, because there's conversations come up a few times since New South Wales got their laws kind of... Just recently, re- yeah. It's just recently, and everyone's like, oh, I hope Brisbane follows. I'm like, follows what? Like, we're, we got real lucky. We got yeah. really lucky a couple of years ago, and... It didn't go as strict. And it wasn't as strict. We got a good compromise, and I feel like the only thing that needs to be improved now is just that, yeah, that red tape behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, those kind of lic- licence permits and... And just, yeah, liquor licensing working with venues instead of against venues. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. And, yeah. the, and then the scene is fantastic. I don't think anyone's... Uh, it If it affected a couple small businesses that closed, it's probably not the lockout laws. It's probably the businesses themselves. Because yeah. losing two hours of trade between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. shouldn't be shutting down any businesses. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah. not really making that much money then. Yeah. But the, the other thing is that... um. Like, I don't know if it still is in effect, but, like, you know, the New Year thing where, like, there's no lockout on New Year's. Did they still do that? Like, on New Year's, there was no lockout until five. Uh, Has that changed? Because I remember a few years ago when they had brought these new laws in, but then the lockout, because it was, it was just amazing. So there's like, no lockout anymore. No such thing as a lockout. So a venue, the venues have their own lockout. So if you, okay. if you leave a venue at 3.30 and they don't let you back in, it's that's, because that's it's there. them. That's not any yeah. law. There's no, there's no lockouts anymore. Okay. A venue can let anyone in and out until 5 a.m. or whenever they want to, really. But it's can't there's alcohol. no alcohol after three. So what is the lockout at Pro then, usually? Uh, Do you guys have a lockout or is it... We we tend to stop letting people in around 3, 3.30. Yeah, okay. And so there's a bit of a like grace period there. At, but we let the people that are already inside the venue stick around for yeah yeah of course we're yeah. not going to let any new people in it's just yeah it's just pointless and extra work yeah um yeah exactly they haven't spent money there yeah they're just coming in for for the party at the end they should have been there at one yeah yeah exactly. yeah and bought a few drinks yeah. yeah yeah exactly that's it it's all a business like you know people have to understand ben, yeah that. i think venues yeah. are a business and they need to make I money think it's, it's tough yeah, these it, days it, for them to make money exactly if people want to like be really supportive in the scene and do whatever go to gigs and buy some drinks like yeah. literally, that's how these play. That's how we all stay afloat. We don't yeah. stay afloat from you coming to enjoying the music and standing on the dance floor. Yeah, like not doing buying drugs any, in the bathroom. No, or buying any yeah. drinks at all. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's bullshit. Come to a gig, pay cover, or yeah, or us, if for, for us, us, yeah. Use don't that, pay cover. Use that ten dollars and buy a drink. Yeah, two if, drink minimum there. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not drinking, you should be driving your friends in to drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's all good filling a bit of space on the dance floor, but yeah, these venues aren't going to stay open if if you need to support drink. it. You know, you need to support. That Unfortunately, yeah, it. it's all about the alcohol, which is a drug in itself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, then trying to cut down, but it's not working. Yeah, yeah, you've been punching through those. <laughs> um, yeah, well, good. Thanks for coming in, man. Like we we've sort of gone backwards and forwards a little bit trying to work it out, but yeah. to be honest, Rosie's been the hardest to lock down so far. She's cancelled on me so many times, but um, nah, yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for coming in. Where? How can we find? I'll get on it back for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get onto it. Oh no, she's already been on, but uh. but it's like she cancelled like like literally on the day. Like it was oh. like it's like oh, I just got booked for something to come, but. Love you, Rosie. Still, so, yeah. Um, so, where can we find you online? Like um, socials for, for your music, no. and also prohibition. I should have 
should have gotten this ready. Uh, it's just <laughs> Instagram. Or Insta- Instagram. Where, is, where are you most Instagram active? Instagram is Josh's Apollo with underscores. Yeah, I'll put um, it all in the show notes for you. Yeah, but what is then, it? It's um, Josh's Apollo with and underscores. Then, yeah, uh, just Apollo on on Facebook. I think it's Apollo official. And then, um, and then yeah, and then just pro. Yeah, come into prohibition. Oh, it's pretty yeah. easy to find, man. So we're gonna yeah. plug plug anything. I think the next. Yeah, the next big shows are like written on the fourth, yeah. Jackie on the eleventh, yeah. Beth Yen on the eighteenth, and then after that's yeah, like Will Clark, we got Frankie yeah. Rosado at the end of the year, yeah. and Matt Joe near Christmas. So much good stuff coming up so, at the end of the year in Brisbane, man. So it's gonna be fun. Yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, like I said, thanks for coming in, man, and um, yeah, I guess we'll see it probation right. soon. Thanks for having me. But there we go, guys. Another episode in the bag, episode number 22. Thanks to Josh or Apollo for coming on the show. Um, Great chat. Really loved some of the insights about the industry, um, particularly in Brisbane. Um, you know, as someone who has been around in this scene for a while, he's seen a few things come and go. Um, so that was interesting to get his take on the music scene here in Brisbane and everything that Prohibition is trying to do as part of that music scene. If you want to follow Apollo, make sure you just go to all his socials. Um, like he said, it's a bit hard for his socials um, because Apollo is quite a popular name. So his um, his Instagram handle is Josh is Apollo. That's with, with underscores in between the words. If you go to Facebook, you should just be able to search for Apollo uh, and you should be able to find him, um, you know, playing at Prohibition and places like that. If you want to follow Prohibition on any of their socials, uh, that one's pretty easy. It should just be Prohibition Brisbane. Um, so that's I know that's, that is their uh, handle on Instagram. If you look up Prohibition Brisbane in the uh, Facebook search, you'll be able to find them easily as well there. So make sure you check that one out. As always, guys, make sure you're following me on all platforms. It's at BoyKingKoi on everything. Super easy to find. Um, make sure that you check out some of my older music, some of my new music, and I've got some cool stuff coming up soon. Uh, like we sort of, I'm not sure if we touched on this episode, but I'm working on a, um, a tech house. Um, I suppose it's an edit, remix uh, of Hayden James' favours uh, with Jimmy Kicks. Um, who also plays at Prohibition. So um, keep an eye out for that one. I've actually got a heap of old remixes that I sort of started that I'm going to finish now. Um, and so I think for the second half of this year, you're going to see a heap more um, sort of remixes, um, most unofficial sort of stuff, uh, bootlegs and things coming out from me. So make sure you stay tuned for all that stuff as well. As always, guys, make sure you like, subscribe, do all that cool shit, share the podcast, show a friend. Uh, if you really enjoyed this episode, make sure you you know you show someone else and say, hey, I like this episode. You should check it out. Um, there's some cool stuff in there. So thanks for all the support, everyone. Um, and you know, let's just keep this thing going. All right, guys, that's it for this one. Make sure you're having a great day or night wherever you are, and I'll see you guys soon for the next episode.